And before you hit record, oh, never. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. You can mention it on the on the thing. It just takes a minute. Now I can come back to where I was. Okay, so we'll just record now. So it's Mary Lynn Harris here of um, Harder Work. I'm doing my podcast called The Creative and Expectful Legacy. And today I have on my call is Garland Vance. Hey, how are you? Good, good. And yourself? Doing well, thank you. It's actually snowing outside my window. Nothing is sticking, but it's a, <laughs> it's still a beautiful to look at. Yeah, awesome. So, do whereabouts are you based out of Garland? Uh, I live in Knoxville, Tennessee. So, East oh, Tennessee. That's a long ways away from California. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That is. Yeah. So, what what do you like about living in Tennessee? Yeah, well, uh, so my family, my wife and I actually three years ago um, packed up our, our house. We were living in Texas and we had this dream of moving to East Tennessee, living in the Smoky Mountains, being able to go hike on uh, Fridays and Saturdays and um, just um, love this area, love the people in this area, had some friends here. And so we packed up everything and said, uh, let's let's move to East Tennessee. Cool, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's it's always interesting to say like okay um you can move anywhere where do you want to move Marilyn? okay let's go to california okay yeah. <laughs> okay you know so yeah i get I get totally get what you're saying you arrive and you say okay this is really good and then okay now what next <laughs> right right absolutely now yeah. now let's get to know people and find where we're gonna live yeah. and yes yeah. all those things yeah it's all that fun exciting stuff so garland um i'm gonna let you introduce yourself maybe you could tell everybody a little bit about yourself and who you are and what your what your claim to fame is and how you create <laughs> and how do you create your impactful legacy Sure. So uh, Dr. Garland Vance, uh, again, from Knoxville, Tennessee, I'm the co-founder of Advanced Leadership, which is uh, a, a, a consulting organization that works with executive leaders and entrepreneurs and their teams to help live and lead with purpose, productivity, and peace. So purpose is all about knowing what your why is. Right. Productivity is doing your why. And then peace is actually being able to rest in your why. Um, and so uh, my wife and I started this company about three years ago. Uh, claim to fame. I would say I kind of have two <laughs> claims to fame. Okay. Uh, one of those is I have had six concussions, none of those from full contact sports. In fact, four of those came from the, uh, the terrible sport of kickball when I was in middle oh. school. Um, and so I've had a lot of uh, traumatic brain injuries over the years. Um, and the second is uh, I'm actually the author of uh, the book, Getting Unbusy, which you can see right behind me, uh, mm -hmm. Getting Unbusy, Five Steps to Kill Busyness and Live with Purpose, Productivity and Peace, which was named by Forbes as one of the books everyone on your team should read. Yeah, I, I'm kind of curious of what you mean by unbusy. I guess yeah. it's just to be like you were saying earlier, it's about getting into the peace of where you are and just resting in the peace, knowing that everything is flowing. 
Right. Yeah, that's that's definitely a part of it for for, you know, if, if you've heard people talk, you'll hear them say all the time, you know, how are you doing? Somebody will ask you how you're doing and you'll yeah. say, oh, I'm really good. I'm just so busy. <laughs> and when I was back in 2013, I had this experience where I was experiencing all of these physical problems, went to my doctor to find out, you know, why am I having chronic migraine headaches and heart palpitations and exhaustion and forgetfulness and all these things. And as I began to exp uh, explain my life mm -hmm. to my doctor of, you know, working 50, 60 hours a week and being mm -hmm. working on a doctoral program and three young kids at home and all that stuff. He said, Garland, what you're experiencing is stress. And the reason that you're stressed out is because you're so busy. Yeah. And so I ended up focusing my doctoral research around busyness and what it's actually doing to leaders and high mm -hmm. achievers. And um, so here, here's the answer to your question. So busyness is actually an overcommitment to too many good commitments. Busyness <laughs> happens when we have so many good commitments in our life, work and, and kids and community activities and fill in the blank with all of the great things that we're doing. But busyness happens when we have so many of those good things that when mm -hmm. you add them all together, they become bad. And so getting unbusy is all about getting some of those good commitments out of our lives so that mm -hmm. we can do the great things. And yes, there's a ton of peace that comes from that. Right, right. As you're saying, um, I'm always saying I'm busy, I'm busy. <laughs> I am busy. <laughs> but yeah. it's just, you know, mostly just doing one project, right? So yeah. once that's off my plate, then I have lots of space, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I sort of get what you mean as to being learning to be unbusy. I think probably changing our language around that too would help. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll, can I tell you a funny story yeah, around sure. that real quick? So my, so we have three, three kids, 16, 14, and 10. And a couple of months ago, um, my wife had several commitments that she was working on at one time and, and she was working longer hours. And, and um, my 10 year old son said, Hey mom, can I talk to you about something? You're acting kind of, B wordish, and we all got like really. The rest of us got really big eyes, and we were like, "Oh my gosh, Toby, what are you about to say to your mom?" And he said, "You know, you're acting a little busy." And so I said, at that moment, I said it in my mind to make "busy" the bad word uh, for in in our society. It's going to be the next B word for us. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Like you were saying, you're expecting another word to come out. But he was just kind of copying what you guys are teaching, right? Yes, absolutely. you guys aren't following your own um, method or your your purpose, whatever you know. Right. Trying to get people to be unbusy, and here you yeah. guys are being busy. Yeah. 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 Cool. So tell us all. Tell me a little bit more about um, how you got into doing what you're doing, being unbusy from being busy. Yeah. So, so after that doctor's appointment and really kind of having a wake up call of, you know, really I was having all of these physical problems mm -hmm. and my doctor tells me I'm busy. And my first reaction was I didn't believe him. Like I didn't really think that busyness was doing all of this damage. Right. So I started doing the research right. on it of just, you know, what, where does stress come from and what does does overcommitment look like? And what happens physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally? What happens to our productivity? What happens to um, entire companies that are too busy? Right. And as I started doing, looking at that research, 
first, the first step was, it was just kind of this, oh my gosh, my doctor was right. I mean, imagine that he knows what he's mm -hmm. talking about, but, but my doctor was <laughs> right. And it really is this busyness is doing significant damage to me. And then, so then I just started all of this research and part of it was for my own benefit. I was kind of using myself as a guinea pig of, right. of what does this look like to go through, uh, to go from being stressed and exhausted and overwhelmed mm -hmm. uh, to having peace in life. And then the other part is as I was also guinea pigging on myself, I was working with other people and trying to help them right. uh, get a sense of peace in their life. And so there emerged this uh, this pretty clear process. It took me about uh, two and a half, three years to figure it out, but there emerged a really clear process to help people go through those stages. Right, right. And do you find um, the type of people you work with are more about individuals themselves or do you work with groups of people or? Um, yeah, it's work? a mix of both. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. a mix of both. So I, I, I do work with a lot of high achievers, a lot of leaders who uh, just individually say, I need to, right. to fix this in my own life. But what I started finding is as I was working with those people that they would then turn around and say, okay, now the biggest cause of stress in my life is the the team that i'm working with and how many commitments i have at work and mm -hmm. you know the organization still expects me to work 60 70 or more hours a week so how do we begin fixing this organizationally and that's led to some opportunities to work more and more with teams of people right. who want to get unbusy together yeah because i can imagine that you know in your workplace you have more than one project going on right and then you might have one person overseeing all of that or you might have several people overseeing different projects, right? And yeah. that would get overwhelmed. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting. So David Allen is this guy who wrote a book called uh, Getting Things Done. And yeah. he estimated, and this was probably 10, 15 years ago that he estimated this, but he, he estimated that the average person has 50 to 100 projects on their plate at any time. Now, he wow. defines a project as anything that requires two or more steps. So, you know, changing the filter in your refrigerator would be a multi-step project. Right. He says the average person has 50 to 100 projects on their plate at any time. Wow. No wonder we're so busy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because, you know, most of the time, if I say I'm busy, it's because I'm doing projects, you know, within myself or helping other people and stuff. I don't consider my personal stuff as projects, you know, mm. but I can see how that would accumulate into busyness, you know? Yeah. 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 So what are some of the biggest challenges you think people have about being busy? So I, great question. So I, I think that the biggest challenge that people have is, uh, is one, an assumption that busyness is good. Right. right. That, I mean, that's what we say all the time, right? right? I'm busy <laughs> and we really mean it as like, Hey, I'm important. Look at me. I've yeah. got a lot on my plate. Um, so when we have this assumption that busyness is good, it is really hard to hear this message of no, actually it's, it's doing damage to you. And you would be, you would be able to accomplish so much more right. if you got some of that busyness out of your life. Um, and then I think a second area that that um, I call them the the three inhibiting beliefs that keep us trapped in in busyness, and it's I need to be more, I need to do more, and I need to get more. Right. So so many of us are busy because, and th that first one is killer. I need to be more. It's this belief that that I am not enough. Mm -hmm. That um, 
that and this happens for me i'm a i'm a big avid reader and right. uh when i was going to bookstores before the pandemic um it would this happened to me all the time i'd go into a bookstore and i'd i'd go through the health section and i'd see this <laughs> this uh book with some chiseled guy and it's you know get get a six pack of abs in 90 days and i immediately begin shaming myself wow i don't have a six pack of abs like that, you know, what's wrong mm -hmm. with me? And then I go into the leadership section and it's talking about how to be a better leader. And I'm like, man, I need to be a better leader. And then I go into the, the parenting section and it talks about how to be a better parent. I'm like, oh gosh, my kids, I'm probably putting them through significant amounts of, of counseling right now. And, you know, you just, <laughs> and so we have all of these thoughts about ourselves that create shame. Mm -hmm. And when we start feeling that, that shame, that sense of I'm not enough, I need to be more. Right our automatic reaction to it is, okay, what do I need to do? Right. Right. What do I need to, what do I need to read? What program do I need to go to? What do I need to fix about myself? And when you start thinking that way, busyness happens really quickly mm -hmm. because it's a, a gut reaction to I'm not enough. Something's mm -hmm. wrong with me. So I think that's really one of the biggest challenges that people have in beating busyness. Right. Yeah. Because as soon as you were talking about that, oh, he's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. And that's a common reaction. People are like, hey, did you get inside my head? And it's, well, no, I just studied what was going on, you know, right. in, you know, in these high achievers. And, and that's what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just kind of, you know, we have all had to pivot or redirect ourselves during the pandemic, right? Um, because maybe we were doing before um, we've had to end or we've had to change or figure out, okay, what's next? What do you really want to do? And then figure, focus on that and then figure out how you're going to monetize it, right? Yeah. Or how are you going to do it to, you know, make some effort into it? And um, so I guess, you know, the podcast series for me was something I started and Yes, it's a lot of work, but I get a lot of enjoyment out of it because I get to meet some incredible people doing incredible things, right? Such yeah. as yourself. So it's really an enjoyment. It's not, I'm fortunately, it can't be live. Like we're live as much as live we can get. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Without <laughs> so me physically going to your house to interview you. But uh, yeah, so it's... Um, it's very interesting and that part of it is busy but i think i wonder if there's a different type of busy if there is a busyness and just being busy or is there an actually busy that you actually are busy or would you just maybe find another word for that yeah so i would talk about the difference between purposeful and busy yeah, right so a, a highly purposeful person is going to be really clear on what it is that they're trying to accomplish. Right. And then they're going to give their time, energy, and attention to that right. to the best of their abilities. Right. It's, and, and so it's really kind of eliminating a, as much out of your life that distracts you from right. those things that are incredibly purposeful for you. So for some people that might mean, um, that might mean, you know, kind of uh, saying no to friends for right. a time, or it might be that there's a project that you're excited about, but you're actually going to say no to it for a time so that mm -hmm. you can concentrate on the more important project that you, you want to work on. So I wouldn't, I, I think there are a lot of people who 
just automatically say yes. In fact, I call it default to yes. Like when, <laughs> and they give, anytime they see a new and bright and shiny opportunity mm-hmm. that they immediately go, yeah, I want to do that without actually thinking about the ripple effect that, that it will have on every other area of your life. Yeah. It sounds as um, what you're saying is like, you know, how we all want to join groups and networking and you know do all our stuff that keeps us busy but um it's like we have to stop and think okay what are the costs you know do i have the time do i have the financial resources to keep it ongoing right whether we say yes i want to join you but oh by the way we have these fees these fees these fees like can can you commit to that and do you have the time in your day or week or month to commit to that so yeah. it's not just, uh, as you were saying, your projects at work or other things or shiny objects that come your way, but also to take a look at, is there a group that you could join that you can commit and just have that one group rather than mm. having two or three groups to join? Right. 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 That's, you know, it's funny. That's, that's actually what I did this year with social media. I was on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and uh, YouTube and um, LinkedIn. I was on all of those things and I wasn't doing any of them well at all. Right. And so I took a step back and it was, well, if I can, what if I only did one of these, but I went all in with it. And so all those other ones, I've just said for the time being, I'm going to ignore all those others. I'm going to be, for me, it was LinkedIn. I'm going to be all in on LinkedIn. I'm going to go, go all in there. Um, But it's amazing how much that has kind of shut down a lot of stress. It's kind of like um, Mm -hmm. when you have a lot of windows open on your computer and it eats up all that RAM and then you start closing the windows and your RAM frees up and your computer moves faster and you don't have so many glitches. I find that's what's happening even in my own mind just Mm -hmm. by shutting off my access to some of those other social media platforms. Yeah, yeah. And for the people that... You know, I used to be uh, in social media a lot and I used to belong to, oh my gosh, I must have a 10 channels open that I was plugging into. And now I've kind of really narrowed it down. I'm still into, um, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, um, and not very much Instagram um, right now, just because I'm doing something different. But, you know, say four things. But I think, you know, the challenge is that people just need to, as far as social media goes, is, you know, pick maybe max three, max three. And because, uh, but you know, with three, you can hook one into the next one, into the next one. So you're only posting once, right? Right, right. (laughs) And still do the three. So um, yeah, it's, it's learning to take your busyness, break it down and see how you can maybe accomplish still the three, but how can I do three well? Right. Right. Yeah. And yeah. How- and so I, I talk about um, in the book, I talk about uh, that, that whole idea of defaulting to yes and then right. changing that and saying instead, what we want to do is we want to defend our yes. So right. instead, when somebody asks you to do something, you want your yes to have three characteristics. Uh, the first is you want it to be slow. And so a mm-hmm. lot of times, even if I have an idea for myself, I'll right. almost say to myself, Hey, can I have 48 hours to think about that? Just give me yeah. some time to, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't need to give you an answer right now. So, right. so first it's a, uh, it's a, it's a slower. Yes. The second is it's a careful. Yes. In other words, you think about the ripple effect that you right. were talking about of, okay, if I say yes to this, then what are all of the additional 
unintended challenges I'm going to have. So if my kid signs up to play um, in a, a baseball league, I need to think in terms of, oh, it's not just two games a week and a practice three nights a week. That's also traveling to the games. That's, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's the gas. It's the yeah. um, having to come, you know, having to, to get away from the office early. So am I willing to take those ripple effects? And then the third characteristic of a, of a well-defended yes is that it subtracts before it adds. And so before you add anything else into your life, you're saying, okay, is there anything I can get rid of mm -hmm. in order to make sure that I definitely have the time and the energy and the attention for this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, like the same, but just a bit different. Everybody has to think about, I like the idea of breaking it down, like you were saying, so give me 48 hours and let me figure out how this is going to imply, impact my life. How is it going right. to impact my life? And what do I need to change in myself to to do that? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You know, and, I, and I think what you're saying too is, you know, um, we are so used to saying yes, yes, yes. And more opportunities come to us or else somebody will say, another guru will say, say yes and you'll figure it out yeah but in the meantime you're suffering somewhere <laughs> right exactly <laughs> you're suffering in your health or you're suffering in your mind brain or it's exploded explode to you so you know like i it's a very interesting concept about hmm. um being busy you know hmm. that we are addicted to being busy yeah yeah i can see that yeah so can you give us some couple of stories of how you've helped your clients work? Sure. Like, you know, you, I'm sure you have some couple of stories. Little, it doesn't have to be a big story, but maybe just yeah. something that, you know, you've had success. Yeah, I, I'll tell you two, one from a personal and one from a professional one, uh, that two that I'm that I'm super proud of. Um, so from from the personal level. So I worked with a client named Jessica, yeah. who uh, she and I were actually friends. She mm -hmm. is uh, at the time that we were working together. She was the mother of five. She's now the mother of six. One of those kids is a special needs child. And so um, she, she is the epitome of busy, right? She was a high achiever. All of her kids were involved in multiple activities every night of the week. And uh, we started talking through getting unbusy and just how do you get unbusy as a family? And right. that's one of the chapters in my book that's toward the very end is drawing your family into mm -hmm. to getting unbusy. And so they worked, they eliminated significant amounts of, um, of uh, nightly activities. And what it led to is they ended up having all of this time for spontaneous uh, uh, time with their family, for spontaneous opportunities. So my favorite moment with her is she tagged me on Facebook. She had a, um, they, uh, her family had planned a, or had, had, had taken a last minute trip to Disney World mm -hmm. and just said, hey, getting unbusy is the life for us because yeah. we had the opportunity to, to say we're available this weekend to go. So let's just go. So I love that. I love yeah. this, this intentionality of parenting mm -hmm. um, that, that she was able to do. Um, and then one other person who um, I'll tell you about a guy named Mike. And so this is more on the professional side, yeah. but it had a, a big impact. Mike was a crazy high achiever sales manager uh, of a region for a, for a fortune 500 company. He was also the president of a nationwide association, just 
crazy busy and busy all the time. And even in the midst of, of all of that craziness, many mm -hmm. of which those he couldn't get out of those commitments anytime, he just made a commitment that he was going to do everything in his power to slow down and to be more intentional. And then when his year of being the president of the association was up, that he would finally implement um, getting unbusy. Right. And just so he and I talk on an almost monthly basis. Right. Um, and I've done a lot of other business together, but for him, just being able to slow down to, to be with his wife, to be with his, uh, he has two daughters to enjoy time with right. them. And his results are also through the roof because mm -hmm. he's actually able to concentrate on those biggest priorities at work as well. Right. Right. Yeah. Sometimes, um, you know, we just have to let go what isn't working for us. Or sometimes if we're in a stressful moment, just, just say, okay, just gonna let it go. Yeah. It'll, <laughs> it'll resolve itself, you know, and it's sort of like trusting the process, right? Yeah, Trusting absolutely. the process that um, if I get unbusy, that'll work better for me than if I stay busy. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share with um, the audience about either your book or about your services? Yeah, I would say the one thing I would love to share with them is, you know, we, we've been in this pandemic now for a while and yeah. it's, you know, we're, we're seeing some light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but when, when the pandemic first hit, it forced people to become a bit unbusy right. and, you know, we, we couldn't do the community activities. We could, right. there's so much that, that we lost, and I think we're actually, um, it, it's interesting what we did. Um, so studies have shown that the average person who's working, even if they're working from home, they're now working three hours more per day right. than ever before. And we are, as we get closer and closer to the end of this thing, I think there's going to be a tendency to jump head first back right. into the craziness of life. And so there's this real danger of uh, going back, uh, you know, going all in right. and having just crazy busy time that comes out. And so I would really encourage people to take a step back before you d dive in and say, okay, what is the pace of life that we want to live? Mm -hmm. And what are we going to do to make sure that it's not faster and more hectic than what we want? Right. Right. Yeah. It's a good, good question to ask for ourselves. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, I can certainly see that all of a sudden everybody's, Oh yeah, I get to do this. But you know, maybe not, maybe I'll say, Hey, I really like my life the way it is. I, I don't need yeah. to do all that stuff, you yeah. know, or we might do it, but not as often, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Cool. Really cool. So um, I'd love to hear about anybody that has questions and if, um, uh, if you want to reach out to Garland, you can find him at podcast.hardatworkonline.org. That's where all the podcasts are listed. And um, and then plus um, on the YouTube channel as well, you can find out more information about him there as well. So Garland, thank you so much for joining me today. I so appreciate it. And, My uh, pleasure. And um, I do hope that um, everybody can look you up and say, hey, I, I really got to get unbusy <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. and enjoy to be unbusy, you know, yes. so to have Let's that peace it. and that calmness about everything that's going on in the world right now. Yeah. 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 Thanks so much. Okay. Hey, you're so welcome. And uh, my last words of the day is always be kind to yourself and everyone else because that's all we have. So 
Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Bye. Bye.